0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello, Nat Sound. Welcome to Nat Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Even when I'm distracted, I'm going to get that right from now on. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse from Federal Baseball on his way home from the park where the Nationals got a 6-4 win over the Braves, improved a 4-1. They also improved the 10-0 and Doghouse in the last... Eleven and zero, I should say, in the last eleven games against the Braves in DC, going back to the last season when they were ten and zero on the year. Fourteen and one in the last fifteen, coming into the night, they win again. So who's in whose heads now? That's my real question. <laughs> I, I will never get tired of seeing the
0: Nats crush NL East opponents, especially the Braves and the Phillies and the Mets and the Marlins. Okay, all of them.
1: Crush awesome. <laughs> them. Uh, Max Scherzer, one and 3, three 4 three ARA in eight games, six starts against the Braves in his career before tonight. Three hits, two home runs, two runs total, and seven innings against Atlanta on opening day in uh, Turner Field. Uh, two-out rally in the first tonight. Four-pitch walk to Freeman, single by Garcia, two-run double by A.J. Brzezinski, 2 and nothing early, 3-2 in the second when he gives up a one-out single, uh, two-out single, two-run double by Nick Marcakis. Four to two Atlanta at that point. Forty six pitches and in two innings pitched. I don't know, my notes are all messed up there. Just go with it. Eighty eight pitches in five innings, hundred pitches total in six. Uh, he settled in nicely-ish, I'd say. A real rough start for Scherzer. He looked a little out of sorts after a week off between starts, but did what he could to get the Nats through and ended up getting the W when they pulled out the win. Yeah,
0: boy, it's a good thing that we didn't—they didn't mix Geo in there. I'll think how bad he'd look right now. Uh <laughs> we'll I, I, I don't more. know if I, I, I don't know if I'd say he settled in nicely but he, he settled in more or less. Uh I, from from where I was I really couldn't see where where he was missing but you know it looked like he wasn't maybe getting as much movement on his fastball wasn't spotting it as well as he usually does. Uh so you know this this is the downside with a pitcher like Scherzer that when he gives up contact it is hard contact. It's not like uh, the starts that Roark had on opening day, where it was a lot of, for the most part, bad be little hits that were just falling in or just getting by people when uh, when Scherzer's given up hits, they're rocking. Uh Luckily, he did settle down a little bit after the second inning and, uh, and minimize that to an extent, and uh, the Nats came through and picked him up with the bats, which was really nice to see. But, uh, yeah, this. This was a little nerve-wracking for a Scherzer start against a team that is really sort of depleted in the hitting department.
1: They fell behind 2 nothing in the top of the first. They come right back, like you said, in the bottom of the first inning. Michael Taylor with a single. One out later, Bryce Harper takes a walk. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman hits a, after a double steal, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman hits a sack fly to bring Taylor in. Daniel Murphy steps in. Two-run home run to right center field, brings Harper around. 3-2 at that point, and Murphy at that point, seven for 7-14 on the year after the two-run home run, just keeps getting on base, too. I think he's on base in, like, 12 of his first 18 plate appearances and looking really good so far and looking like a nice investment on the Nats part and showing off some of that power we saw late last year from Murphy again.
0: Boy, last show I was talking about Murphy as being the number two hitter on the team behind only Harper. Now I'm starting to wonder if he's going to – Edge in on being the number one hitter after uh, sort of the big lefty, other big lefty bats got got kind of neutralized today. Uh, I think both uh, both Harper and Freeman all they managed today was a couple of walks. So Murphy was really the standout in terms of uh, in terms of production here. Well, at least among lefties. But uh, yeah, he he certainly seems as as hoped for and as promised, but uh, not as expected. I, I certainly was was assuming that the end of last season was a mirage and we were going to overpay for not only bad defense, but, uh, you know, a, a lot of strikeouts and
1: groundouts. And so far, this seems not to be the case.
0: Uh, Rizzo points to head.
1: <laughs> I finally made sense of my notes there. Scherzer retook them out in the second 3-2 lead at that point, one and two out singles, and then a two-run double by Marquecus, put them up 4-2. to Uh, great Uh, nationals come right back though singles by ryan zimmerman murph ramos in the third a sack fly by Espinoza ties it up at four there nice piece of hitting by danny espinoza we kind of mocked him i used to send out hashtag contact every time he came up with a runner in scoring position just see if he could get the contact he needs Uh, managed to do it there they tie it right back up and pick uh max scherzer up twice in the first two innings he gives up Two in the first two innings, they come back in the third and tie it right back up at four. At that point, nice piece of hitting by Espinoza, or at least face of contact.
0: No, we. I, I think we got to give uh, Espinoza some credit for the sacrifice there. I know I always used to joke about the Espinoza cycle, which was a ground out to every infield position. So to to <laughs> see him actually get uh, get some production there, and and in a in a high leverage spot there to to score the game tying run is uh, uh, good on him. I, I think he's, while I did see a couple plays from Murphy thinking to myself, Espinosa would have made that. Uh, I think at this point, he's not making the case that his superior defense is going to keep him in the lineup when uh, Turner seems to be ready slash is past the super two deadline.
1: I mentioned that stolen bases earlier. uh Michael Taylor with the stolen base and Taylor and Harper with the double steal later in the first inning, five for five for stolen bases for the team at that point on the year, Uh, three to set up that run in the first, wasn't sure uh, how Davey Lopes would affect this running game for the Nationals, but definitely a different approach to base running that we're seeing early this year. They were six for six on the year after Bryce Harper stole the base late in the game and Kind of odd to see a first base coach come in and, you know, he's widely regarded as one of the better first base and running coaches in the game. But really kind of seeing an early effect of what the new coaching staff is doing for the Nationals here, a new approach to running and a willingness to try to take the extra bases when they can.
0: I I, I think it's it's fantastic. It's refreshing. It's exciting baseball to watch. Uh, it, you know, like like you said, Lopes is one of the, the great experts in, in base running. And Dusty, I think, brings a different approach with it to, to, the, to the running game with his managerial style. You put those two of those together, and you see things like three stolen bases in one inning. Although I, I thought it was a little funny that after having uh, Taylor and Harper uh, on base and, and getting, their, getting the double steal there, I think later that inning, we saw Worth and Ramos on first and second, which I think sort of <laughs> opposite end of the spectrum in terms of possibilities for a double steal.
1: I'd like to see them try it. I would really test David Love. After Max Scherzer p- pitched around another double by Nick Marquez, who I think has six doubles in his last three games, if I'm counting correctly, three against St. Louis yesterday, two more tonight, just really smoking the ball. But he doubles start to start the fifth. Max Scherzer strands them, retires Freddie Freeman, and Adonis Garcia, and AJ in the next three at bats. Nationals get it right though when Ryan Zimmerman gets a leadoff double in the next inning. Uh, Two hours later, Ramos with an RBI single to bring him in five for four Nationals at that point. Uh, Ramos ends up going four for four on the night, drives in two runs, gets a quad stealing. Really important one there to get the brave, speedy uh, debuting outfielder. This is a nice, quiet night when Ramos kind of singled his way to it, but four hits, quad stealing, solid effort by the catcher.
0: And to make it even sweeter, that uh, that RBI single he hit to put the Nats ahead, he bounced it off of Bob Davidson. So uh, that, <laughs> that that gets an extra little asterisk and a gold star for me in my playbook. Is
1: this all the LASIK from Ramos? You can actually see the runners coming there. You can actually uh, <laughs> see the see the pitches coming in, and hopefully one day we'll get to see if he can catch the ball from the outfield now on a throw at the plate. Let's, let's not go crazy. After Max Scherzer Done with his six innings of work They go to the bullpen As I scroll down to find that inning Bottom of the seventh inning They start with Matt Belisle Uh, Go to Felipe Rivero after that For the last two outs He comes back out for the eighth inning uh, Turns it over to Blake Trinan We're seeing Dusty Baker willing to mix and match here He gets them through Three pitchers uh, Carries Rivero over one inning too Which we didn't see Matt Williams Comfortable doing a lot last year, but Bill Clinton gets it done. Another strong outing from Blake Tronan, who we talked about yesterday, and another great outing by Felipe Rivero, who gets a double play to end this first inning of work and then comes back out for another inning, uh, another out in the second inning of work. Just mix and match by uh, Dusty Baker's willingness to do that. It's kind of refreshing, I'd say.
0: We were promised matchups last season, and now we're finally getting it now that we've got a new manager.
1: Uh, it, it's very refreshing to see a
0: little bit more flexibility in the approach to reliever usage here, looking at the game state and not just saying it's the seventh inning time to the seventh inning guy. No, it's uh, who's who's up, who's warm, who's doing well. Let's play our strengths to their weaknesses and try and uh, put together – give the pitcher the best chance for success. And I, I think going forward I'd, I'd love to see Dusty, you know, sometimes – go 7-8 with Rivero and Trinan, sometimes go, you know, Trinan and then Rivero, depending on, you know, who's, who's out there. And I, I think he's going to be doing it. Uh, as, as we saw tonight with Papelbon, uh, it's, it's a matter of time before we get some tragic blown saves here. So there's some some good talent in front of him now in the bullpen that I think uh, is going to have the chance to, to show their stuff in the late high leverage situation sooner rather than later. Although, to, to go off on the tangent a little more, 7-8 and eight is where the dangerous hitters were. Papavon came yeah. out against the bottom of the order, which is just the way you'd set it up. Closer or not, the weakest pitcher went against the weakest part of the lineup.
1: Yeah. He also, you know, stuff's not where it used to be. He kind of relies more on command and a little bit of guile at this point, but some hard-hit balls, but he still does come out and in his fourth save in the first uh, five games. Each one of the Nationals wins. He's been out there in the ninth to lock it down and like he said, Dusty Baker said today that uh, he's used to having closers uh, who make him a little shaky. He had Rod Beck out there in San Francisco all those years. He said he would save uh, 50 games, but give him a heart attack in 30 of them. It looks like it's going to be the same thing with Papelbon here. Some well-struck balls, line outs on each of the three outs, but he gets the job done.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be as, as, as nerve-wracking or more so as anything that the Chiefs ever put us through.
1: Chad Cordero, I miss those days. Michael Taylor gets off the uh, gets going a little bit offensively. Two hits tonight. Daniel Murphy, another two hits. Ryan Zimmerman, two for three, three runs scored. A big night for Zim. Uh, Bryce Harper didn't even have a hit. Got walked twice, 0 uh, oh, oh for three, two walks, a run scored for Harper. So he gets it done anyway. Wilson Ramos with the four hits again. This is just a really tough lineup for opposing pitchers to get through. Uh. We all shared our opinions of Bud Norris after the first one, not necessarily a frontline starter, but Nationals really did some damage on him. 11 hits total, six runs tonight. They keep on piling up the runs and the hits. And when you get everyone going like that, it's going to be really tough for anyone to get through this lineup.
0: Yeah, and, and again, this is a, a night where Bryce Harper was over, But again, you know, Michael A. Taylor came through, got two hits, only struck out once at one point. It, just before he struck out, I thought to myself, "Hey, he hasn't struck out yet, so you can you can blame me for jinxing him into, into his one strikeout of the evening here." But it's it, the, the lineup's coming together. You know, there there are still potentially a lot of K's here because it's not like there were a bunch of Nolan Ryan's coming out against us in uh, uh, on the mound for the Braves today. But uh, still people were making contact and taking pitches, uh, getting their walks where they could, and uh, getting some hits, I'm grateful to say. Uh, So you're you're absolutely right. Strong lineup that uh, when it's even half or two-thirds clicking uh, is going to be very productive. And when the the, the pitchers are reasonably on, that's going to be a recipe potentially for a lot of wins.
1: We got... Gio Gonzalez finally pitching tomorrow night when they take on the Braves again in the second of the four-game set. Ooh. Gio Gonzalez, he's a left-handed pitcher. He's uh, been around for a little while, but we haven't seen much of him. was MIA for the week-plus of the season. Are we going to go through a night of everyone talking about how he's uh, a little bit too strong after this long layoff and see another wild Geo, where you expected him to come out of there a little angry or vexed at not having been used thus far and See a good geo on the mound for a change. Oh, I shouldn't I, say for I'm a change. That's big, mean.
0: Yeah, I, I'm hoping to see good Geo but but I'm it's it's been what, like three weeks since he last pitched in a game situation. That's probably a slight exaggeration, but it, it must be sixteen days. Uh yeah, I'm I'm not hopeful for tomorrow. You know, I hope for the best but I'm prepared for the worst.
1: I think I did count. It was 16 days. I think we're going back to March 27th, if, if I remember correctly, when I did look it up. But we'll close the night out with the trivia. Are you ready for this one? It's a this day oh, in history. Oh, I never am. 4-11-2010, this match outfielder hit a first inning grand slam that ended up being enough for the 5-2 win over the New York Mets. Who was the outfielder with the first inning slam?
0: Uh,
1: Jason Worth. It was not, Jason Worth. 2010. Thermal Sledge. <laughs> Josh Willingham. Yeah, third answer, you got it. The hammer. Grant Slam. I, mean, I think he drove in the fifth run of the game, too, in one of the best games Willingham put together with the Nationals. I'll give that one to you. He had three guesses. Dave would have guessed wrong once, and then you could have gotten it on the pickup. <laughs> nightly, Knightley, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. win for the Nationals tonight, 4-1 of the year, three more with the Braves, see if they can uh, keep beating the Braves, 11 straight wins over Atlanta in the the nation's capital. We'll see if they can keep it up tomorrow night. Talk to you then, sir.
0: Go Nats.